This is episode 192 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're talking all about confidence, self-acceptance, and self-love, how it impacts your business, and so much more. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. This week's guest is someone who I was so excited to talk about. I literally turned into a little bit of a fangirl, though I tried to keep it undercover while I was chatting with her. But I got to speak to author, master life coach, social media influencer, podcaster, blogger, Kara Alwil Leba. She's someone who I started following. I think a couple years ago on Snapchat, but now she's on Instagram, Instagram stories. You're definitely going to have to check her out. The Champagne Diet is her handle over there. But she just launched a book, which I thought was so important to talk to you guys about. And it's called Like She Owns the Place. Give yourself the gift of confidence and ignite your inner magic. And yes, We normally talk straight up about launch strategies and business stuff, but the truth is it all comes down to your belief in yourself and in what you have to offer the world. And so I thought, what better person to talk to than Kara? I think that she really has this inner glow, this inner spark, and this inner drive that I I think that you're going to find is so inspiring, honestly. And so I want you to just head on in there and we're going to, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about, about her book, but we talk about starting your business when you're not really sure what you're doing or if you can actually do it, or if other people around you don't believe in you, or they have no idea what you're doing. And you're going to, I, I challenge you not to be to not be inspired by Kara's story. Um, but but honestly, her kind of just really no-nonsense approach to gaining confidence, to building that belief in yourself, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be raring to go in no time. So head on in there and then at the end, if you're listening to this on a podcast app, make sure to head over to ansomoylove.com forward slash 192 because we got a special giveaway of something, one of Kara's books, and I've got five copies of those to give away to you. But you got to listen to the whole episode to find out how we're going to do that. It was totally something I figured out on the fly. So 
that's it. Let's go. Let's let's listen to Kara, see what she has to say about really feeling like you own the place and owning your place wherever that is. Hi, Kara. Hey, how are you, Anne? I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm sitting, I was sitting in front of Skype here because I forgot Skype kind of changed a little bit. It, yes. It's a little bit weird. It almost like lets people call you without them accepting or something like that is that true oh, okay i don't know it's um, very weird so i couldn't there was no way i could like add you as a contact and so gotcha. i just called right away and i was like hope she's <laughs> off the phone <laughs> yeah no no i'm here i actually had to um like i for some reason it made me reinstall skype completely you know recently. what recently so, yeah yeah it, it's not the first time in fact I think I was on, I like had an interview last week and someone had to do the same exact thing. So not sure what's up with Skype. Um, so weird. <laughs> but I guess we'll handle it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm getting over a bit of a cold. So I'm going to probably, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm not going to be like <clears throat> the entire time. We'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. But just know I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. And I'm so no sorry problem. in advance. Um, Don't worry about it. So, well, you know, I, I sent just like a few sample questions to, I think, Lillian um, this morning. But honestly, I feel like this it'll be like a very easy conversation. There's no trick questions that you won't kind of expect, I think. Perfect. Yeah, that um, sounds good. <clears throat> so easy. Let's keep it super easy, conversational. And um, just before, before we get going, I'll let you know that like I – I usually just talk about launch strategy or, you know, something to do with business, but I actually think this absolutely has to do with business. The, the, everything that you, you've been talking about in like, she owns the place, just like what you generally talk about, even uh, like when I used to watch you on Snapchat and on more on Instagram now, cause I feel like something happened to Snapchat for me. So I see you mostly on Instagram now, but, um, yeah, I actually don't use Snapchat anymore. Um, Maybe that's I, why I don't I watch just, you there. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was one of those things where you have to like inform people constantly where yeah. you're at, what your name is, Instagram story. It's all right there. So I just yeah. redirect everybody. There's no way to discover people like really right, exactly. easily. So, so yeah. So I feel like just based on what you talk about and it just seems very in line with – you know, some of the clients that I've had for years that for whatever reason, they haven't launched. And it's not because they don't know what to do. It's not because they don't have the steps and the checklist and all that. It's actually the confidence, the not thinking they're good enough and second guessing like every single thing that comes out of their mouth, that they're boring, they're whatever, they don't look right, what, whatever the case is. But it's, it's this that's the piece that kind of is that missing piece. Totally agree. So anyway, so we'll just we'll just get going. And um, yeah, it shouldn't take us too long. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, well, Kara, I just want to welcome you today. And um, like I just said, I, I generally talk about launch strategies, business here, but but I started seeing in some of especially in some of my smaller group coaching clients that I have that all work together and get a little bit, they really let it let it kind of um air who they are and really show show who they are personally so we learn a lot of deep things about people that really something that's been holding them back from actually launching is that something deeper and i 
I really think that confidence is like a good kind of, not a good, but like a thing to really define that, that deeper thing, the feeling that you're not good enough, that you lack self, some sort of self-worth or you're not sure where your value is. And maybe it's like something of like the self-aware, the lack of self-awareness. Um, maybe it's just making excuses, but anyways, all that stuff, I really feel like hides us from the world. So I just couldn't think of a better person to be speaking to today about this topic. So I just want to welcome you. I know it was a long convoluted welcome, but thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you. And for having me and for everyone for listening, this is totally my jam. I love talking about confidence. I love talking about putting yourself out there and encouraging women specifically to just get out there in front of people and realize that you don't have to have it all figured out. There's no such thing as perfect. And the best thing you can do for yourself as a woman and as a businesswoman for your career is just to begin. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Um, and total transparency here. I, like I said before, I have been following you for a, a while, like a couple of years. I want to say I was watching your snaps and I just, uh, and just say like, I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, you know, I would watch Kara walk in a soul, soul cycle, you know, go out with her girls in New York city, you know, just be at her desk working, like getting up, working in, you know, day in, day out. And I mean, for me, seeing you show up every single day, sharing the value, you're still doing it. I was literally just on your Instagram feed now. And I was like, oh man, I got to put that in there. We're going to talk about that. Um, but <laughs> like, I mean, that's what it's about. It's not about being perfect. It's just about showing up and, and doing it in your way, which honestly, from my outside, I was like, oh my goodness, I need that, you know, that Chanel piece. Oh, those are such cute shoes. Like, of course, from the outside, it looks so glamorous, but we all know that like, it's literally not, not necessarily that way. It's just owning where you are right now. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks that they have to have it all figured out before they start. And I have not met one successful person who had all the answers before they began anything in their career. So, you know, if you could name one person who had it all figured out, like I will, I will give you a million dollars because there's no one out there Zero. that I have ever heard of. Yeah. Or any of my, you know, my peers or colleagues have heard of that have been able to wait until they had it all figured out to, to start something. Absolutely. I think we need to really let, yeah, we, we need to let go of that fear of judgment, that fear of rejection, that fear of not being good enough and learn along the way. You know, when I look back at the things that I started putting out there, like my blog, which I started 10 years ago. I will cringe when I look at blog <laughs> posts or my first book proposal. But if I had never done it, I would have never learned what didn't work. And I would have never given myself that space to evolve. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And of course, uh, I, you know, I, I, I sometimes look at my, my old blog posts as well. And I'm like, what was I thinking there exactly? What was I going for? <laughs> but I'm all, but I'm also like, you know what it, that's where I was. That's where I was at that time. And that's what it was. So, you know what, actually you kind of like started to like, um, share a little bit about, about yourself and what, what you kind of have done in the world. I hate asking like, what do you do? What's your business? But I, I just want to know a little <laughs> bit about more about you. What, what do you do in the world? What do you share? What is your, what's your kind of, what do you, what do you, what are you trying to share with the world right now? So I, I fell in love with, no, I, <laughs> I fell in love with storytelling 10 years ago when I started a blog called the champagne diet, which was inspired by a glass of champagne, which I know sounds crazy, but it really truly was. <laughs> I was looking for something 
that I could drink that I was going to be able to incorporate in a healthy lifestyle that wasn't going to be a thousand calories or, you know, full of sugar. And a friend suggested that I start drinking champagne. So I did. And that became my go-to when I was at brunch or I was out with the girls or, you know, if everybody was getting dessert, I would treat myself to a glass of champagne. And I quickly noticed that not only was it really low in calories and really good for, you know, a diet, but it was also something that made me feel totally different. It really made me feel more elevated. It reminded me of celebration. It reminded me of luxury. It reminded me of glamour, all of these things that I was really after in my own life, but that was missing at the time. I was in a dead end job that was not fulfilling. I was in a relationship that was really, really unhealthy for me. I was overweight. I wasn't taking care of myself. I had zero self-worth. And this glass of champagne, as odd as it sounds, really sparked a big transformation in my life. And I, I said, you know, as I was going through this, this journey and this transformation, I quickly realized I want to write a book about this because how many people can say that a glass of champagne was a catalyst for their life to change, you know, and I knew that I had something there and I I wanted to write a book and I had always loved writing, you know, I was a music journalist. I did all these different things, but for me, the book was really where I saw myself telling my story, but I also knew enough about media from working Mm -hmm. in the media industry. I worked for MTV. I was uh, in advertising. I knew that you needed a platform. I knew I couldn't just come out of the woodwork with a book because who was going to read it. Right. Right. So I started the blog, which I called the Champagne Diet. It's very tongue-in-cheek title. It was, you know, which I love. Sassy. I love that. Thank it's you. very sassy, and you're right. Like there is something about when you order it, it. There's a difference between like ordering a beer and ordering a glass yes. of champagne. So there's a clear difference in that. Totally, totally. And I loved. I mean, I like love everything, like girly and glitzy and glamoury. Like put sparkles on it, glitter on it. Like I'm sold. That's just like who I am. <laughs> So I love that. I started this blog called The Champagne Diet, and I just started telling my stories. I, I blogged through my breakup. I was with someone for seven years. It was my first love. You know, it was a really painful breakup to go through. I blogged about that. I blogged about how I started learning to love my body at any size and really realized that all change begins with love. I blogged, you know, about leaving my job. Like, I mean, I blogged about everything, anything and everything that was changing in my life. I shared it. And I noticed that the more vulnerable I was and the more I was willing to put out there, the more that was resonating with the women who were reading the blog. And I'll just, you know, back in 2008, when I started, there was no Instagram, there was no Pinterest. um, There was no real video for online. There was YouTube, but I wasn't there. I was on Twitter and Facebook. So I had a really small audience, but I was just dedicated to sharing with them. How did that make you feel too? Like sharing it, like, yes, you were reaching people and they were definitely resonating with it. But was that also building your own confidence in like the process? In you know what I mean? It was. And it was making me realize that the more honest we can be as women, the more we will impact each other's lives for the better. And a lot of women like to present the highlight reel and like to, you know, be completely filtered and everything has to be perfect and there can't be a hair out of place and there can't be a filter out of place. I know that that is not what really forms genuine connections. That might be aspirational to someone. Someone might see your Instagram feed or a perfectly curated blog and and for a minute think, well, I'd love to have that, but they're not going to connect with you on a deep level. So I was learning very quickly that genuine connections and genuine um, community building was done through honesty and was done through transparency. Yeah. You so, know, that that's actually something that I always tell people. They're like, well, what do I do if I have to, if I have to, I have to cancel this thing. And I'm like, well, can't you just tell people what's happening? 
<laughs> Can't you yeah. just be honest with it? So I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It just, it saves so much stress and so much frustration and anxiety if you can just be real. And I think you can do it in a way where it's not dramatic and you're not bringing negativity into it. You can just simply, you know, state what's going on, let people know where you're at and move on from it. So I noticed that, you know, I was helping a lot of women. And as I was kind of a few steps ahead, there were women coming into my world who were at the beginning of their journey and maybe just thinking about breaking up with that person or just thinking about what it looked like to learn to eat healthier or love their body. And I realized that even though I wasn't, quote, there yet, I was still growing and I was still learning. I still had something that could help people. I still had knowledge and experience that I could share. And I, I was hell-bent on figuring out a way to get out of my cubicle and make this a job. Like I just, like most of women, you know, I didn't want to be in this, this corporate environment anymore. I didn't feel fulfilled by my advertising job. And it just wasn't where I thought I'd be. Yeah. And I had the idea to become a life coach. And I, I researched, I didn't know what life coaching was. I just, I knew vaguely, I didn't know any life coaches and I completely immersed myself in that industry. I joined Facebook groups. I researched life coaching programs. I signed up for one, wound up becoming a certified master life coach and launched my practice while I was still working full time. Um, started coaching women on weekends, uh, at night, whenever I could. And I had no idea what I was doing at first, even though I had an education, I was still super <laughs> scared, and, like paranoid that I was going to ruin someone's life. But I just, I followed my gut and I knew it was what I wanted to do. And I knew that I had a gift and that gift was being able to storytell and empower. And those are the two things. I mean, like there's so much more in the story. I've published now seven books. I've got a podcast, but the, the theme there has always been sharing and empowering women to chase whatever it is that they want to chase fearlessly. I love that. I love it. Um, So tell me, how did you, uh, I mean, actually what's really funny is that I, I'm at the part of the book where you actually just said, are you comfortable or are you happy? Is this where book, that was yeah. all? Is that, yeah. It, yeah, in like she owns the place. Um, is that where this started to all happen is when you just said, oh, or like just prior to, you know, going through the training, obviously it's not an overnight process getting, getting that certification. Um, but is that where you were right before you decided to do the life coaching? I would even say it was, that's really where I was when I first launched the blog. I mean, I was, like I said, I was just in that relationship that was draining me, a job that was yeah. draining me. Those things were all very comfortable and it was very easy to stay in, in place, but I wasn't happy. So yeah. that my first really opportunity to step out of my comfort zone came when I did go through that breakup. And when I did start that blog and I did start eating better and, you know, realizing that a crash diet or fad diet was not was what was going to make me happy. So that was really, I think, my first um, moment of realizing that in asking myself that question, and I've asked myself that question a million times through the yeah. years now, it's been 10 years, you know, it's like, we're always, we always find ourselves in a space, I think, if you're self-aware in a space where you have room to evolve. So that's been a guiding question for me and through so many, so yeah. many things. Yeah, I have to say that like that really, that actually kind of encapsulate some, some stuff that, you know, we all go through stuff in our life. And I think what you said, this is exactly where I am right now, honestly, is, is asking myself that question about something. So I thought that was really, I was like, that's why it jumped out at me. Um, yeah. Now, I'm curious, then, you know, this is totally just a launch question. How did you get your first clients? How did you, how do you, did, did they come through the blog? Did they come through that way? Or did you, was it just kind of word of mouth or, you know, what, what happened? So 
20 or something crazy. I got my first client through an actual local newspaper that I convinced to come and cover an event I did in a bookstore. It was not a book signing because I didn't have a book out yet, but I was just determined to have an event at a local bookstore because I knew I'd write a book in the next few years. And I did an event to celebrate the blog and to raise awareness for the blog. And I told everyone that I knew in my small neighborhood, I, I live I lived in Brooklyn and I lived in a little town called Bay Ridge, which is, you know, it's 40 minutes from Manhattan, but it feels like a world away. And it's very, very small town feel. And I just, I called my friend who I grew up with neighbor who was involved in the community. And I said, Hey, do you know any newspapers that would want to come and cover this? So even though we had social media, I still, yeah, this was 2011. And I said, I just wanted like as much press as I could possibly get. He said, yeah, I know a guy. I'm going to call him, you know, Brooklyn. I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know a guy. I'll get him there. And he got this guy there who wrote for the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, which was a tiny little newspaper that served Brooklyn in this, you know, this area that I was in. And the article went viral, oddly enough. And the Daily Mail picked it up and then Glamour picked it up and then Shape picked it up. And (laughs) the article was about the champagne diet. And it was about this journey that I was on. And I couldn't believe it. And there was a girl named Courtney who I'm still friendly with today. We still email back and forth. She was my first client ever. Her name was Courtney. And she emailed me and said, I saw an article about you in the local paper. And I would love to be your life coaching client. And I took her on. So that goes to show that there is such a benefit and we should not discredit grassroots marketing. And, you know, I call it nostalgic marketing. I was actually telling, are you familiar with with Angie Lee? Um, I, don't think I am. No. Angie Lee's awesome. Anyone that's listening now, like Google her. She's great. Uh, Angie Lee show is her podcast. We actually did a podcast together the other day. And I said to her, I want to go around. I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is a great launch strategy. I think (laughs) I go around New York city and I want to, for whatever it is, I don't know what it'll be next, whatever I'm going to promote next. I want to do flyers with those little rip off tabs, like call this number. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but I want to put my website or like my Instagram or something. And I, because I know that we are so flooded with Instagram posts and YouTube videos and podcasts that I know, like, you know, if I'm walking around Manhattan one day and I just want to zone out and put my phone away or not be bombarded with those things, you know, I catch myself kind of drifting off and looking around and I see those flyers and I'm like, oh my God. And I read them because they're different and yeah. <laughs> unique and no one's doing that anymore. So I have a weird feeling that that's going to something I like think that so is going to come back. Flyers, I, I, like just postcards. I have to say that like, I I think so too because I have a friend here in LA and she's a she's a filmmaker, but she just started. Okay, so I hadn't heard of I I of course I've heard of Meetup.com, but I haven't actually thought about it in a long time. But now she's just hosting these in person meetups and doing that same thing. Like looking, basically it's like how she crews up her films and how she looks for new projects and collaborators and things like that. So I think you're totally right on that. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Meetup is fantastic. I used to do meetups too, back before I left MTV and I was promoting um, my, my third book at the time that I wrote from my cubicle called Fearless and Fabulous. I self-published it. Love it. And I did, (laughs) yeah, I did these meetups called Fearless and Fabulous for women who want to break free of their corporate jobs. And I hadn't done it yet, but I was looking for a tribe of women that wanted support. Just we, we met up a couple of times for happy hour after our, you know, cubicle day jobs. And we talked about our dreams and everything that we wanted to create for ourselves. And it became such a really fantastic support group. And I still, again, talk to some of those girls that I met through that group. So 
don't underestimate these things. You know, I've been saying for the past year, real life is the new internet. Yeah. I think people are craving connection. They are craving human, the human touch. They want to hug you. They want to sit in a room with you. They want to share a glass of wine with you. And they want to talk because there's so much out there that's online, but there's only so far you can get across the internet with someone. There's only so, you can only go so deep. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, it's interesting because the, the one thing that we were, I was, I was just talking about this yesterday with a group of people that people kind of go off the grid and they don't want to post because they're too boring or there's nothing really going on. There's nothing noteworthy. And so we were just joking that we were going to just post like our boring life because people actually <laughs> do want to see that. It's kind of weird that people, but oh, I, you'd be surprised. I want yeah, to see that, see everything. you know? And so but you know what I was going to ask you, and then I realized you kind of answered it by everything that you're saying is, you know, what did you do to keep yourself on this path of like, you know, you, like you said, you published several books, you, you've built this audience, you're doing podcasts, you're, you obviously are creating, you're, you're doing, you're taking action, <laughs> you're, you're creating like these events, you're doing things, you're, you are taking the action. That's what's keeping you on the path. It's just yeah. taking a step taking action. Step. <laughs> yeah. And surrounding myself with women who are doing it. So I, you know, have a lot of close friends that I grew up with, you know, really good friends still to this day. And at the time when I was first starting to coach and, and realize I could be an entrepreneur, I didn't know anyone that was an entrepreneur. Like I love my friends, but they were all having babies. I was going to baby showers every weekend. I was going yeah. to weddings every weekend. And Nobody in my circle was doing what I do and nobody could understand. So I got really involved with Facebook groups and I looked for any Facebook group I could find that had life coaches or, you know, entrepreneurs or anyone that was doing something different. And I went to events all around New York City. I would show up, I'd buy a ticket, I'd show up by myself after work and I would go and meet these girls because I had to show myself that there was another world out there beyond my little neighborhood beyond my friends who were all teachers and had city jobs and were just doing their thing. That was different. It's not worse. It's not better. It was just their thing. And it was very different than my thing. So I had to create a new community for myself so that I could realize there was a life beyond what was the norm for me. Yeah. I have to say, I feel like I, I took the same approach, you know, but I needed, there, there is no one in my, like the, well, now my close circle is these people that I've gotten to know over the years. And I knew first on, on the internet, you know, those are my closest totally. friends now. So I, I couldn't agree more. I've actually gone into business with some of them. Like they started off as friends and now I'm in a business partnership with one girl and, you know, we've hung out and it's just, it's, you can make friends at any age. And I think it's important to realize that I think a lot of women are afraid and that's where confidence comes in realizing that, look, you may put yourself out there. You may send an email and ask someone for coffee. They may not answer you. They may say no, but it's okay. We have to learn to put that fear to the side and realize that we have something valuable to offer and we are awesome and we are intelligent and, and we're talented. And there are other, other women out there who are looking for those friendships as well. Yeah. I mean, question, I guess this actually kind of leads me into just thinking about, so how much of of just success, whatever people define it as, do you think is about, you know, having this willingness to put yourself out there? And, you know, I guess to get to that point, you kind of have to have a little bit of, you know, love for yourself and be okay with whatever happens. But how much of success do you think is about this kind of piece that we're talking about? 
Oh, it's everything. I mean, it's the foundation. If you don't have confidence and if you don't feel like you can put yourself out there, you know, I don't want to say without fear because I think there's always a little bit of fear. There's always that little bit of, you know, anxiety we have to get over. But if you can't put yourself out there, you're never going to get started. You're never going to, you know, share. I always tell people just put one thing out, just put one Instagram post up, one blog post, one you know, YouTube video, whatever it looks like for you and just start because you build confidence through action. Mm-hmm. You know, action builds momentum. That momentum will bring you confidence. And, you know, without it, it's impossible to to achieve success because you're going to keep it all to yourself and you're never going to give yourself the chance to grow. Yeah, I, t- I completely agree. And, you know, I was just thinking like, we can't be there. I mean, we can't all, we're human. So we can't be fully there and like, you know, every single second of every single day, but there, there, but over time, as you do take this action, as, as you are building this confidence, you're also building these kind of like little markers kind of of belief, like, okay, I did that. And I did that. And I did that. And I did that now that I can do this. Um, so I'm just wondering, do you have any, I mean, the thing is, is like, there are, there, there is no trick to dealing with this. You just take action. Yeah, <laughs> there's no secret. I, 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 mean, I would love to say, yeah, here are the three tips for doing this. But the, the tip is, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah. you just do it. And, you know, in the book, in Like She Owns a Place, I include a lot of exercises and questions to ask yourself. I think those are some good strategies if this is new to you and you're getting used to putting yourself out there. You know, I pose a lot of questions in the book. I make all of my books super interactive. So there's space to write. And I'll use, you know, some of my coaching skills to to position questions to you that make you think maybe in a way you haven't thought before. So, you know, what do I have to lose if I don't put myself out there? What do I have to gain if I put myself out there? You know, who would I be if I were confident? Like, these are questions most people are not asking themselves. So there are some ways to get yourself in a position where you start to feel like it's possible. And I, you know, I always recommend you know, having something like that, some sort of guidance, some sort of, um, you know, whether it's a coach or it's a book or it's a community that, that forces you to level up and that pushes you to the next level. My goodness. Yeah. Late, just uh, recently I made a decision, joined something, made an investment in myself and boy, oh boy, is it triggering me like a crazy person. Like I literally, <laughs> like now it's coming out now, all the stuff is, and I, I, I'm having to go back and ask myself, questions in order to get there not like what I try to do is if I'm if I'm ever like just beating myself up about oh was this decision really the right one I start actually asking trying to ask a little bit more positive questions like why Mm -hmm. did you make you know doing exactly what you're saying and I love that there's that interactive um aspect to the book so I, I just love that Yeah, I think it's one thing to get inspired, but you've got to follow that inspiration up with action. And a lot of people don't know what action looks like. So I'm really into breaking it down into very simple steps and and giving yourself these, like you said, these small milestones to work towards. And then eventually those things, you know, build on each other. I would say baby steps are better than no steps at all. I just love that. And, you know, one thing um, I I actually wasn't sure if I was going to include it in today because I, I, like I said, I just saw it on your um, Instagram feed this morning was this whole idea of, cause I think sometimes what holds people back from doing whatever it is, starting their business, releasing a product, you know, going in a new direction is stigma, stigma. Mm. 
And the stigma yes. of like, well, what are like, what are people going to think? Is this acceptable? Is this the way to do it? Whatever. Um, or is this an industry that people are going to be like, huh, eh, what are you doing? Um, so I would love it if to hear more about what you have to say about that. Cause I love Oh that. yeah. I have dealt with stigmas my whole career. So when I first decided to self-publish, there was a huge stigma around self-publishing and it somewhat exists still, but it was way worse back in 2011 when I was making that decision. I put out my first self-published book in 2012. And at that point, Amazon's platform, CreateSpace was brand new. People were just starting to do it. And a lot of people thought if you self-published, it meant that you weren't a quote, real author or, and you know, that, that stigma still does exist with traditional publishers for the most part. They kind of like poo-poo on self-published authors unless they've had a ton of success. Um, mm. But, you know, those books are tend to come out with, you know, some people don't edit them. Some people just sort of put them out there without fully doing their research or whatever. I did it anyway. And, I, you know, at the time I wasn't getting a book deal, so I, I had no choice. I was either going to let that all those rejections, all 19 of them, by the way, I had 19 <laughs> publisher rejections. And you're I like, I'm them. doing this my, myself. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I could have let them, you know, dictate my career and say, okay, well, you're not worthy of being an author, but that wasn't going to be my story. So I self-published regardless of the stigma. I didn't care. And I did four books. And, and my book, Girl Code, wound up selling 50,000 copies on its own by myself, like from my little self-publishing platform on CreateSpace. I sold over 50,000 nice. copies in about a year. Nice. And just to give you guys who are listening a stat, the average book, according to Publishers Weekly, sells sells 250 copies in its first year. And that's just traditional publishing included. The wow. average book sells 3,000 <laughs> copies in its lifetime. So oh, my gosh. By me, yeah, so by me saying I'm going to completely overlook the stigma and I'm not going to get caught up in the fear of judgment and just do it, I was able to acquire a lot of success. And then that led a publisher to me and I wound up getting a book deal and we re-released Girl Code and they put out like she owns the place. So you can't let yourself get caught up in that. I've actually just expanded my brand now to include network marketing. Which I and love. And I'm working. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I found a program, uh, a nutri mindful nutrition program, holistic nutrition that really changed my life. It has changed my body. It has been incredible. I've, I mean, I lost 16 pounds so far. I've only been on the program for about two months. Um, I've lost 16 pounds and my energy is just that. I think that to me is the biggest selling point on it. I'm in like such a good mood. My energy is insane. And it's like a few small tweaks to my nutrition, like the tiniest little things that you would never think would make a difference, but they do. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm a female entrepreneur who is experiencing a lot of burnout. And because of the stress, because of all the work I was doing, I was overeating. I was over drinking some nights, I was not working out and I just felt like crap and I was not reaching my full potential business wise. Soon as I started this program, everything changed. The weight started falling off, which meant I was getting healthier, right? Cause our health should be our first priority. I would say woman yeah. first, box second. The weight was falling off, getting closer to a healthier weight, which is putting me, which is lowering, you know, my risk for a ton of diseases. Cause we want to make sure that we're, you know, focusing on that. It's beyond vanity at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. It feels great to like slide into a pair of jeans, but like I'm 38, I don't want to wind up with like heart disease. It's like terrifying. Yeah. So I know getting healthy, right. It's scary. It's, scary it's very stuff. scary. And you know, everything you're saying totally resonates because I mean, I think that when you find something that truly works for you of course you want to okay how who can I tell about this and, yeah, and I, 
Exactly. And I, I mean, I share everything, right? Like I'm sure you do. Like when you have something good, you're like, I need my girls to know about this. Yes, of course. Of yeah, course. So, I mean, my friends, my friend, Andrea, who was doing the program, who I found it through, I said, can I send people to you? Like, can they sign up? And she was like, I'm not taking all your referrals, Carrie. You have like, you know, a hundred thousand followers. Like, why? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to give you a referral link. Like, why not? If you can share it with your community and you want to, you know, maybe bring in some extra revenue at the same time, like who would say no to that? So I said, okay. So I signed up, I got a referral link, just like I would with anything else that I believed in that I was, you know, sharing. I've done it with like reward style, which is the fashion company. You know, you see all those little things online, like buy my outfit, like they're getting a cut. So I thought, okay, why not? And as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh my God, I want to build this into a business because number one, this is so fantastic and it's changing my life and the lives of all my customers. And now I have something that I could give my customers who are loving this. I can give them support and guidance and a business to grow themselves. So the structure of network marketing, I think is so genius, especially for women who don't have their own business, who don't know which direction to go in. It's like literally it's so turnkey and I could take all of my skills as a coach and as a successful entrepreneur and train and mentor an entire team of women under me. Like it's just, so it was, it felt so natural and it felt so, and you know, there is a stigma. Some people don't understand it. They'll call it a pyramid scheme. And it's just, you have to just kind of dismiss it and know that in your heart of hearts, you're doing something that is so profound and so fulfilling. And it's impacting people's lives and and health and their businesses. I mean, it like quite literally is saving people's lives. And there's a weird thing in the world of entrepreneurship where people, almost some people look down on others who earn a living by helping others. Like it's almost like you should be selfless and, you know, never make a dollar. Like you, you should coach people yep. for free. Yep. You should. And it's so yeah. weird to me. Like, why, why can't we make a living and also get to do what we love and also get to help people? I agree. It's very strange. I agree. Yeah. When people feel like almost like, why are you even charging for this? It's like, you know, of course that, that kind of actually even feeds into our own feeling like we have no value because we're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't charge for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't help right. us at all that people are doing that. Right. And it's totally. And like, it's like, you know, you don't look at a surgeon and say, you know, he should really do that liver transplant for free because he's helping someone like, no, like he's a doctor. He deserves good paid. He's educated. He's skilled. And he's a businessman at the end of the day, just yeah. like we're business women and we're also educated and skilled. So that stigma really needs to go away. People really need to do some deep work on why they feel that way. I also think entrepreneurs need to do some deep work about around why they're maybe discounting things and giving things away and, and feeling guilty for charging. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just, insane. And it's just, again, it comes down to confidence. So I, I really hope that my wish is that women, you know, move past that and realize that they are so deserving of not only just a incredibly rewarding career, but one that pays them well. I, yeah, I, I really hope so too. I mean, I think we all have our challenges in that and there's probably all, I mean, for me, I know there are like little bits of that that I'm still working on and getting through because I am kind of like that person who's like, well, maybe I should give this away. And I'm like, uh, no, Anne, you shouldn't. So I, I'm always having to kind of remind myself of that. Like, no, this has value and 
you're not just, you got to live here, girl. So. Yeah. And you don't want to be burnt out. I think at the end of the day, when you start, you know, kind of giving everything away for free, or if you are, you know, coaching people for free and you're burning yourself out and you're drained, that's not good for you or your client. So if you, you know, if you can be paid well and be able to maybe work a little bit less and charge a little bit more for your services or whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to be happier and your client's going to be happier. I love it. Um, you know what I was going to tell you? I just decided this um, basically because I just think everyone should read this book, Like She Owns a Place, um, that I just decided I think I'm going to do a little giveaway on IG. I'm going to I'm gonna give away five copies of the book. It's not a lot, but I never do giveaways. I'm like, this sounds fun. And I think the ladies will really love this book. So... Thank you, Anne. That's amazing. I'm excited. So uh, basically, I think what I'm going to do is I'll post something over on Instagram. And if you leave a comment, you'll be entered. It'll be simple. But (laughs) that's it. So you're going to have to probably go. If you're listening, you'll probably have to go over to the show notes, which is annsamolive.com. Just go to the main site and you'll see the, the most recent post. And that's it. And then you'll see how to how to enter it. I know that, that was like so random, but I'm like, oh, I've got to do this. I love it. You felt- <laughs> I'll give the book away. I got to because I mean, like, you know, we gotta have a little book club over here. Um, but you know, Kara, I love this conversation so much, and I want people to to check you out in all the places. Um, I'm gonna put a link to your Style Your Mind podcast, of course, the book. Girl Code, uh, Champagne Diet, The Champagne Diet. Is there anything else that you want me to to share with people that you think that that they need to see? Or over on Instagram too. I've got to give your Instagram link. Yeah. And if anybody does want to join me on this wellness journey, I have this community of over 500 women who are all in this mindful nutrition plan. And we're just, I mean, a lot of us are entrepreneurs who are just rediscovering our energy and our self-worth and we feel incredible. So if anybody wants to check that out as well, it's on the Champagne Diet. I have a blog. I've got a few blog posts, but there's a blog post on there that says um, wellness and weight loss update. And there's all the details on how you can join me there. Okay. I will make sure that we link to that post so that everyone can read that and then join you on that. And I've got to check it out, obviously. as Well, not obviously, but I want to check that out as well. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'm so goodness. passionate about it. Yeah. So, Kara, this has been really amazing. I can't wait to to keep watching you um, just grow and evolve and do do amazing, amazing things. So I really appreciate you showing up today and hanging out with me and like just it was awesome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody for listening. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kara. If you want to join that giveaway that I mentioned, and it's still July 2018, um, the month where she just launched the book, Like She Owns the Place, and you want one of those five copies that I'm giving away, here's all you have to do. Head over to Instagram. Look for Ansamoy Love. If you're not following me already, make sure you follow and then leave a comment. So follow and leave a comment on the post where you're going to see the cover of Kara's book, okay? I'm not sure how long the the contest will be open, probably just a week, but all the details will be in that post. And then if you if you want to just learn more about Kara, make sure to head over to ansamorelove.com forward slash 192. The show notes will have links to her podcast, her books, her blog, a few articles that I think that you're going to really enjoy. 
And that's it. All right. So thanks again for listening to this show. This week was, it's actually left me really kind of pondering the questions that I ask myself and my own confidence. So I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this, let me know. I want to bring more inspiring women and entrepreneurs onto the show who have lots to share with you and to really push you in that direction of launching. So that's it. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon.